Welcome to the milk bar. 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 Welcome along to episode 481 of the Milk Bar. Jason Price here with you as ever. And coming up on the show this week, we'll be finding out about the Panto, which has launched at the Litchfield Garrick. They are doing Dick Whittington this year. We meet up with Katrina, probably best known to you as Nina from Nina and the Neurons on CBBC. That's Katrina Bryan. She'll be joining us. Also, hearing from Ben Thornton and Sam Raybone about their parts in the show. And they are comedy gold. It's going to be something to really look forward to. Uh, we'll be having a chat with the team over at the arena. Sam Fleming and Kirsty Povey. Oh, well, Pove really to our friends and anybody else who turns up at the theatre pretty much to be fair. So uh, we'll be talking about their forthcoming season and on top of all of that we've got some music too. Alison Wheeler from the South joining us. Let's know about their gig in October in the Midlands area. But first of all, Duet for One is Wolverhampton's Grand Theatre from Thursday the 4th through Saturday the 6th of October. Coming to the stage of the Grand it's going to be an absolute treat I am told as it Tours the UK. Belinda Langer, Jonathan Coy, join me now to tell me more. Hello, both. Hello. Hello. So, uh, this is a, an interesting production. Tell us a, a bit about each of your characters because it's moving and poignant as well as funny. Yes, supposedly. No, I, I think that's. I think that's a fair comment. <laughs> yeah, it's a. Pl- I mean, the subject matter is. Um, I mean, poignant. It's, the subject matter is quite uh, tough, in as much as it's about a violinist who has got multiple sclerosis, a world-class violinist, and um, is have, visiting a psychiatrist for six sessions, which is the, the shape of the play, as it were, to really come to terms with um, with her situation. So it's not a funny subject, but it's a funnily written play because uh, the two characters, are uh, they bounce off each other quite amusingly. And it shows the, the, the human emotion. And the fact that you know, spirits aren't necessarily always lost, even in sometimes the most dire circumstances. Are you reading that or something? <laughs> I, no, I, I'm, I'm making this up as I go along. Oh, it's very good. Very good. Yeah, and I'm, uh, I'm the psychiatrist she gets sent to by her husband, who's also a musician, has, has kind of chosen me because he knows I'm a, a big music fan as well uh, as a psychiatrist. And... Uh, he thinks I might be the person to help her through this crisis, and uh, it's 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 uh, the sessions with my uh, my man aren't sort of uh, touchy feely. He's quite challenging and uh, quite brutal at times, and she's quite acerbic and and uh, sharp back at him because she she kind of resists him to begin with. And it's uh, yeah, over the six sessions you see. A journey, a sort of cat and mouse game as well that goes on between them. So Tom Kempinski's writing here is the source of the play and how do you feel you've been able to interpret it? Is it very much as uh, he would have expected or have you, has it sort of taken on a bit of a life of its own since it's West End run? Well, all plays take on a life of their own because they depend completely on, on the actors. So, um, yes, of course it has. I mean, I, Tom hasn't been to see this production. I imagine, like most act, uh, writers, he'd just be thrilled that it's taken on a life. Um, but it's certainly, you know, we feel it's ours uh, to do with what we wish and we jump out there every night and uh, give it our best shot. We don't make it up. <laughs> don't make it up on the spot. No, no, no. <laughs> He said hastily. It's only me doing that in interviews. That's... 
with the uh, the way that uh, you've seen audience reaction to this, though, obviously they're, they're enjoying the uh, the poignant and funny moments. And are you seeing them really feeling for the characters as well? I mean, are you getting feedback at stage door? Um, people love this play. I mean, it, it surprises me quite how much they love it because it's very human and it it it, it sort of speaks to everybody in its own way. Uh, they can relate to it in their own way. Everybody's got something that makes them feel that life's worth living and uh you know and everybody wonders uh, what it would feel like to have that challenge or if they're not wondering it they're having it challenged anyway also loads of people have either been in psychiatry or are intrigued by it and so it's a bird's eye view of uh, you know very private thing a private thing but somewhere yeah you know, people will always want to understand their own mind and those around them so Often people feel they are they a psychiatrist made within their family unit, so this it gives them a chance to explore that and see how it'll be done as part of the situation that develops here for these characters. Yeah, I think that's right. And uh, you know, this 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 particular story is about a, a hugely successful, talented musician and her crisis, but it's more generally also about about loss in general. And you know, as you were saying, everyone can relate to some kind of loss and how you deal with it and how you get through it and the help maybe you need to get you through it. So, yeah, it's got a kind of universal appeal as well as telling a very particular individual story. And in its own way, it may well help others who do come to see it to approach some of their own issues and maybe go and seek some sort of help. Well, it's not a play about mental health. What it does show is that in the end, people are people and you can be anybody, but you're going to have your own demons. So from that point of view, it's relatable to anybody. This woman has got depression that is very firmly grounded in the fact that the source of her joy in life has been whipped away from her and she feels completely bereft of of her core being. Uh But uh, I don't know many people in the world who wouldn't benefit from a few sessions with some kind of psychiatrist. (laughs) (laughs) A greater understanding of yourself uh, will help you to understand others, I'm sure. Well, yes, there's that. And also, you know, it's... uh, it's always interesting if you have a very talented psychiatrist or therapist it's interesting to find out sometimes what you really think about things because an awful lot of us decide to think things and think we think things and then it takes somebody else to go is this who you really are so you know it's, it's always mm-hmm. an interesting journey even if you're not suffering from enormous mental health issues so uh, well, well worth it and a, a story which is going to uh, touch the hearts of those who go and see it it is on uh, Thursday the 4th through to Saturday the 6th of October 7.30 evening performances with a Saturday matinee uh, tickets are priced from £12 through to £30 01902 the box office number grandtheatre.co.uk to get your hands on tickets but for now until we see you on stage with the Grand Belinda Lang and Jonathan Coy thank you for joining us thank you Thank you. I need a little time to think it over. I need a little space just on my own. I need a little time to find my freedom. I need a little Funny how quick the milk turns sour, isn't it? Isn't it? Your face has been looking like that for hours, wasn't it? Hasn't it? Promises, promises turn to dust Wedding bells just turn to rust Trust into mistrust I need a little room to find myself I 
need a little space to work it out. I need a little room all alone. I need a little, need a little room for your big head, don't you? Don't you? You need a little space for a thousand beds, won't you? Won't you? Lips that promise feel the worst. Tongue so sharp, the bubble bursts. featuring members of the beautiful South play the Birmingham Hare and Hounds on Friday the 5th of October. I'm joined now on the line by Alison Wheeler to tell me more. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I trust all is going well in your world. Yeah, we've had a brilliant summer of festivals and we're just about to hit the autumnal months by doing a small tour, so we're looking forward to that. It's, 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 I suppose it almost feels like it's the Christmas tour being this late in the year, but let's not even think about where we are yet. I mean, it is October you're going to be doing this gig and uh, it's the music that you bring to the stage which is going to make it magical for everybody, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, if you've not been to see us before, it's basically a celebration of the beautiful South, so it's all the hits uh, I can guarantee you'll be up out your seats if it's a seated venue or you'll be dancing on the floor if, if you're standing. But it's, it's a great night and everybody seems to go away with a smile on their face. And with the, the music itself, I mean, there are songs that you, you'll, you'll suddenly think, oh, I remember that one now. I haven't heard that one for ages. There's going to be lots of great tracks because the Beautiful South did so much stuff over so many years and it was just iconic. Yeah, and you're, you're right spot on there where people will come along sometimes inquisitive and then don't quite know what to expect. But it's one of those bands where you forget how many songs you know. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of like a, a bookmark for a certain generation. You, you'll, you'll know plenty of songs, and I guarantee you it's a fun night. So tell us about the South lineup at the moment. Um, so we formed back in uh, 2009. We've had a few changes. Uh, I sang for many years with Dave Hemingway, both in the beautiful South and the South, and he decided to retire. It will be two years in December. Um, uh, but we were still having a great time and the great response from the audiences, so we decided we'd give it a go and continue. And rather than look outside of the camp, um, somebody suggested that our saxophone player, Gaz Bertels, who's been with the Beautiful South since 1989, um, that he's got a great set of pipes on him. So uh, <laughs> he's stood up and moved from left of, of stage right to the centre stage with me, and, and he's doing a fantastic job. He, he kind of brings something different to the, to the show, a different style of performing than Dave Hemingway. And, uh, 
and we've been fortunate that the the fans have been very welcoming and, and uh, have given him a great response and, and we're still going strong and this hasn't really stopped you producing some brilliant tunes at all has it no, I mean, it's a different um, beast now. Uh, obviously, <laughs> when it was the Beautiful South, it was Paul Heaton and Dave Rovery who were the, the writers. But now it's very much a, a democratic process. And uh, we've got one album under our belt, Sweet Refrains, which we do a couple of songs off of that album on tour. And uh, we're hopefully going to get in the studio and do a new, new album soon. So lots of, of new music, lots of great classic hits. I mean, 20 years of the things to, to work with from the beautiful South as well. So you you were absolutely sport for choice. So I take it it's a 53-hour show. <laughs> I would like it that way. Mind you, the rest of the boys, when I try and eke a couple of hours out them, they're, they're literally exhausted by the end of it. Yeah, it's, it's a, a culling process, which is quite painful because there's so many songs out there to choose from. And we try and slip in a few album tracks that, that diehard fans would appreciate or we, we listen to what the fans are saying. If they, they want to hear particular tracks, then we'll, we'll revisit them and see what works in the set. And uh, hopefully we'll have uh, four or five new old songs coming out of the closet, as it were, um, this tour as well. You're like a new oldie because it does mean you've got so much material you can change the show up a bit, yet still be songs that everybody there is going to know. Exactly, yeah. We're very, very fortunate. Uh, it's going to be a brilliant gig by the sounds of things. I've heard great reports. Uh, uh, we, I know we, we had some feedback from listeners last time uh, we, you, you played in the area and uh, I, I was getting calls after saying, that gig you told us about, absolutely phenomenal. So oh. get yourself along there. Friday the 5th of October, the Heron Hounds in Birmingham. Their box office number is 0121 442081. 0121 442081. Uh, Heron's Hounds, Kings Heath is uh, what you're looking for if you want to search for it online and get your tickets that way. They're available through skittle ticket and uh, you can grab some tickets for a fantastic show where it all starts at seven o'clock and i, I take it there's uh, there's no room for support it's just you guys all night isn't it uh, i believe so uh mind you i'm always the last one to know about these things uh, <laughs> it's always nice to support local acts especially up and coming new acts so if there is a local act in the area that we can fit in we always try to tend to do that but uh, I'm amazed you fit it in with all the work you guys are doing on stage, but it should be absolutely brilliant. Have a great night. I do, do have to say break a leg when it's a gig. I'm not entirely sure we do, because uh, there, there, there is a bit of acting in some of these songs, isn't there? Uh, well, we're all relatively sober on stage, so it will be a genuine accident if we do break a leg. OK, well, however, <laughs> have a fantastic gig. It's going to be awesome. Alison Wheeler of The South, thanks for joining us. Thank you.
When Dick Whittington comes to the Litchfield Garrick from the 29th of November through to the 5th of January, they've got to have somebody who's going to bring magic to the proceedings. Katrina Bryan, you're head of that sort of stuff, aren't you? Yes, I don't have my wand with me though, but yes, I am prepared to bring the magic for Dick Whittington. So tell us a, a bit about your role then, because you've got a great title. Yes, I'm Fairy Bowbells. <laughs> now, Fairy Bowbells, actually one of the exciting things for me is, mm. I don't think I ever get to walk on stage. I think I fly constantly, which is quite exciting. <laughs> now, is, is, is this a contractual requirement that you must be brought in by a, a group of uh, uh, people flying you from the wings every time? Oh, no, no one else needs to help me. It's just I'm it's, very, it's just very talented. Okay, yeah, we'll take and that. I can just fly. Um, <laughs> but I, uh, Fairy Bowbell's job is to help Dick feel confident and tell him that he can be Mayor of London and give him the confidence and tell him to dream big and to go for it. So that's, that's my job. I, I like that. Yeah, it, yeah. Just yeah, Belle-Belle's doing her bit and, and making yeah. the whole story ha- actually happen. Because without you, none of this would work, would it? Well, that's true. Everyone tries to say that this story is really all about them, but actually, it's all about me. <laughs> so tell us about your work on, on CBeebies, because you're, you're so often on screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the kids across the nation know you, and that means they're all going to be flocking to the Garrick in Litchfield to see you. Oh, well, yeah. Well, of course, people might recognise my voice but be thinking where's her bunchies gone because um, I play Nina and Nina the Neurons um, but I usually have bunchies in so they're gone now just short hairdo now trying to be all cool (laughs) but it's actually great because it means we can't scrape my hair into bunches anymore which did start to get quite sore um but yeah i did nina for nine years that's amazing though isn't it and the 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 kids identify so much with this and i know all the cbb stuff when my nephews are watching it they love every single moment of all of this and they will gladly watch the same programs over and over again i know i know and the great thing with nina i think is that because we had that educational element you know parents didn't feel guilty about letting (laughs) their kids watch so while some the youngest kids just enjoy the colors and the cartoon element and the sounds you know actually the older kids would be learning something without realizing it but i have to tell you there's a new show look out for it coming to cbb's that i'm involved in called molly and mac it's a new cbb's drama and it's so gorgeous i hope it's as wonderful as we think it will be because a beautiful cast very uh, funny sweet just about a loving community and and how they evolve around each other in this little community in scotland so look out for it and you don't have to wear bunches for this one. I don't, no. A bonus every time. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, there we go. So uh, with the, the Magic of Panto, is this something that you've enjoyed as a, a kid as well that really brought you to, to want to work in it over your Christmas period? Yeah. Oh, I loved Panto as a kid. I'm from the countryside, so we didn't have a lot of theatres nearby. I'm from southwest Scotland. And uh, so it was mainly Panto that we'd go to see Christmas. That was my first experience of live theatre. And it was just magical. I remember seeing Cinderella and just being like, you know, wide-eyed, looking at the, the beautiful princess and the sparkles. And it is properly magic. Mm-hmm. Even when you don't have a fairy wand, it's magical. <laughs> and uh, and the older I've got, I appreciate the humour more. I absolutely all cry laughing um it just it ticks all the boxes for me and it is about that family time together at christmas and yeah. uh, it makes it so enjoyable for everyone who comes down and the, the good bit is there's probably someone to sell you a fairy wand if you are in the audience at pretty much every panto this year too yeah, yeah. i think i might even end up mentioning that at some point <laughs> if you want to have a wand like mine i'm sure they're available in the foyer that's <laughs> the way to do it and the, the other good bit is, is the ice cream and everything else that goes with it too because it is yeah. all part of that whole experience becoming along and enjoying a big family day out and uh, if, if your own families you still get together to do this sort of stuff with it with the whole gang yeah well um 
of course I'm always busy at Christmas time but my family always come and see me whenever I'm doing panto uh, and I have a niece and nephew um, so we try and get a big gang of people together to come along and see us um, because it's really special for them to enjoy panto and for me to be in it as well and um, so I'll often bring them backstage and get to meet everyone and say look you know the queen rat she's not really scary <laughs> you know and things like that so that's great well, it will be the magic of Panto. It is Dick Whittington at the Literal Garrick 01543 412121, the box office number, or literalgarrick.com to buy your tickets online. Come along and see a brilliant family pantomime in Litchfield and some great stars like a good self, too. Thanks for joining us. No worries. Thank you. Just goes reeking on out 
Arena Theatre has launched its September through to December 2018 brochure. It is available now. Two people to tell me more about it. And Pope, hello! Hello! So uh, where are we going to start? Because it's it's a busy season, isn't it? A a little bit, yeah. We might sort of be uh, on our backsides by the end of it, I think, because there's that that much going on. Yeah, there's a lot in this particular brochure. Uh, We are literally... um, kind of cramming this place full of activities this season so we are we're we're kind of launching a few new things uh very similar to what we already do but we're launching a few new things like theater supper Mm -hmm. uh so that's set to be very interesting we're also doing a few more open mic nights uh so all those music lovers out there come on down to the (laughs) arena theater yeah but it's a great setting for that as well isn't it it is i mean our tilston studio is brilliant like the acoustics in there are really really nice and it's really intimate so it's nice for us to kind of um you know build on the relationships we've been working on with uh rob fellows Mm -hmm. um and kind of keep that and and kind of now be part of the music scene in wolverhampton as well which we all know has has got a long history steeped yeah and then there's so much going on you can go and see something different pretty much every night of the week and you know the arena is now part of that as well which is good yeah and that's very exciting for us so Mm -hmm. i think that's going to be great uh we're continuing with our act uh program so our arena collaborative theater makers is still going to be going uh we're just doing that once a month now instead of every two weeks Mm -hmm. uh but there'll be other things intertwined with that so we're doing a lot more poetry stuff as well yeah um so we should be seeing a lot more of dave pitt and and uh, you can never get enough dave pitt that (laughs) that is the rule isn't it and emma persos and steve pottinger so Mm -hmm. they're going to be our our people on the poetry front uh, and then, as I say, we've got some more. We've got some new things like theatre supper. I, I keep talking about theatre. You're liking the supper, aren't yeah, you? Yeah. Well, I, I just think it's very exciting. So there's these like, li- there'll be two evenings, and I believe one's in 
October and one's in November, or it could be November, December, I'm not sure. Um, but what basically happens is we've got a new piece of theatre that'll come in and, and you can come and watch it. And for the price of theatre, you also get some food, but not just like, you know, here's some cheese on a plate. Like, we're talking Because like, we've all been to those yeah, sort of events. Yeah, we've all been to those, yeah. But no, we're talking actual, like, pie and chips or fish and chips or, you know, all the great British... I mean, I'm still, like, advocating for a roast dinner with one of these good, things. It? Yeah. It's <laughs> not quite your really supper, little supper material, but yeah. uh, we'll see how yeah. it works out. So nice. let's have a look through the brochure then, because one of the, the you've got your page open there already. Uh-huh. At, uh, is it, well, pronounce that for me. Uh, it's Kukunor Kalahari. Okay, right. So uh, this is being produced. In fact, in fact, it's being rehearsed just the other side of the wall from where we are now. Yeah, like, yeah. literally, as, as we talk, they are next door. Um, they are kind of rehearsing this um, and what's really interesting about this particular piece is we are using both um, hearing I'm trying to remember the sign language it is, yeah. hearing, hearing. <laughs> and uh, is that, that is hearing and then deaf deaf yeah deaf actors yeah deaf actors um, which is really cool so mm-hmm. there are four people in the play two of them are hearing and Two of them are deaf. Yeah. Um, so the sign language through the entire piece, but not just like we've got an interpreter who's at the side. It's part of it. Yeah, yeah. and that's really, really... So that's a bang on that. I love 1448 because the interpreters for sign language BSL yeah. got involved in so many different scenes. Yeah. So it was they were just an extra actor, which yeah. was technically outside the rules, but no one cares because it was good fun. Yeah, exactly. And what's really nice about this is that it's not an interpreter. It's not an add-on this time. They are completely part of this this. Piece. It just is, yeah. Which is the way, um, the way being yeah. deaf just and is. Yeah. Exactly, and that's exactly how, should, how accessible theatre should be. Yeah, it should just be in. It's there. Mm. It's, it, it shouldn't be an add-on. It shouldn't be an extra thought. It should just be this is mm-hmm. this is theatre. There you go and do it. Yeah, and they so. post all that one. So come on, pick, some, pick, pick something. <laughs> come on, Sam. Um, pick, pick a page. Pick a page. Okay. We, we've got plenty to flick through. And now, places went to the tenth of October. Bullish on the eleventh. What have you got there? I talk about the film theatre. Ah, because that's quite exciting. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're starting a new film season for the first time ever. Yeah. Well, we've ever done film seasons so before. From what I can gather. Post taken over again. Uh, I'm fine. sorry. Yeah. I won't. Go for it. I believe we did films back in the nineties, like way back in the nineties. But the odd one here and there. It was under Kevin O'Sullivan when he was still. The theatre manager here, uh, so I think that was a, a thing that we did in the past, and we never really picked up on again. But I'm going to let Sam yeah, continue. Yeah, tell, tell us more. Um, so they're going to be on the first Monday of every month. Mm-hmm. Um, the films are going to be sort of chosen by the people in the box office. So the kind of probably be Disney. A single longer Disney yeah. every other oh, month. Oh, that sounds amazing. <laughs> so the kind of the early. Front runners we've got is I think on the first of October it's going to be a greatest showman sing along mm-hmm. because it's a theatre and what and why not it's highly yeah. popular and then our Christmas film will be a Muppets Christmas Carol okay I'm oh, down for that that yeah. is my yeah. one of my which favourite love, films which we all love I wasn't aware of that so I'm very excited <laughs> I'm going to put myself on for that <laughs> but uh, they're all in the works at the moment so the best thing to do is keep up to date with the social media and and see what we announce yeah all the socials all the usual bits and pieces and the website Indeed. for all that but I mean so that many different shows and um, yeah I'm, I know Rob Blaine from the in, in, in pro to whatever that's in, a in pro lectures. In pro lectures. That's yeah, that's not. A, they made up a word there, yeah, haven't it's they? Not, it's yeah. not an easy word either. No, Thursday the fourth of October. That one's on, so yeah, that should be good. That's going to be fun. Uh, but there's lot, lots of other stuff. Go on, pick me something else. Pick me a show. What, what else have we Sherlock Holmes: Simon Four comes up from the in, in November into, into December. 
This that, season is just so exciting. So romance got, comedy. Like, I said, there's so much stuff I want to come and yeah, see. Yeah, like it's a really, really good season. That's like, good one, that's so, local. Yeah, so Fred and Ginger mm-hmm. um, is written by Michael Saban. Yeah. Uh, and it was taken by um, Gritty Theatre, who are a Birmingham based. Uh, company and they produced it after what coming to see it at one of the app mm. nights so they've produced it and it's now a fully fledged show so that's really exciting for us when's that kind of, that is on it's a good Saturday question the Saturday the 20th of October I'm looking at the wrong <laughs> so I'm looking down here I'll tell you the prices can't tell you the date yep um, and you got to Vamos Theatre Finding Joy back yeah. on the 8th of November which is the final time they're touring it in the UK so this is your last chance to see yeah, and indeed. it's the arena to, to come down and see it so that's all good and anybody who's interested we're going to audio describe Vamos okay um, so Vamos is for anybody who doesn't know is a completely full ma- masked um, show and there is no language in it whatsoever. So mm-hmm. if you are deaf... It's, it, it's the same for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. However, is, visually impaired, a bit yeah. more of a problem. Yes. And that's where, that's where like, we've got a bit of a problem. It's not fully accessible until everybody can enjoy it. And that's what the arena is all about. And that's, so. Exactly. So we've decided that this time we're going to audio describe it. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't told her yet, but I'm hoping that Sue Howell of the Grand <laughs> <laughs> is going to be our so audio If you're watching and listening, Sue, we will uh, yeah, expect you down <laughs> at the arena. I mean, if not, then you'll get someone else who will be just <laughs> as good. I'm really hoping Sue will do it. Um, and uh, it'll be really, like, I think audio description, anybody who's listened to any audio description, mm-hmm. is just, it's, a, it's an extra, it's an art form, yeah, isn't it's it? an extra level of just beauty and I have no doubt that on something like Vamos it's going to just really make that come alive for somebody who's visually impaired. Uh-huh. Well so we end towards Christmas as well so I've just found the festive frivolities page, yes. uh, a nice big red page in the brochure, uh, advanced booking essential but a free entry event on Wednesday the 14th at half past seven. What do we know about that one you two? Ah so um, <laughs> that's kind of being it's completely arena produced yeah. and you're looking at the producers. Oh okay. I, I got the right people to ask that yes, question. Yes, indeed. Uh, so Sam and I. Uh, so last year we did our first ever festive frivolities. Yeah. And it was a. It was a kind of. It came out of an idea. We always used to do an accessibility show at the end of the year mm-hmm. that was based around Christmas, and we decided that that was great, but we wanted to add to that. Um, so we asked all of our associate artists to come and take part in last year's and we're going to do the same this year and we do a, an hour show. So this year we're hoping that Jay uh, from Jay Jasan Dance will come and do something for us again. Uh, Mosaic Theatre will come and do something for us. Our Grand Arena Youth Theatre mm-hmm. will be part of it and hopefully Flexus Dance um, Collective And also well. something from Arena Collaborative Theatre Makers, hopefully. And potentially, if we can... If, if we talk nicely to them, um, our, our music nights so our no apps, no chat, no charge lot. So there's lots of that. That's all sounds good. If you need yeah. someone to host, I, I might be available. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to be involved. And just if, you, if that wasn't enough for you yeah. all, we also do on that evening a craft fair mm-hmm. in the Tilston. Yeah. So there's all like Christmas crafts, and if you need to buy that last minute gift. There you go. And, Come on and, and you forgot the most important part, where there's free mince pies and free mulled wine. So well, what, you what, what what could be opposed to having to be there for free food involved because she already wants pie and chips at every event she ever comes to. People have come to the theatre and yeah. just pie and chips every night. I think so, yeah. <laughs> and to add some gravy, you're sorted. Okay, so socials, please. 
Where do we find you online? So Facebook is slash arena underscore theatre. Yep. Uh, Twitter is just at Arena Theatre mm-hmm. and the website is arena.wlv.ac.uk. 01902 uh, 3 It's what I was aiming for there with the phone number. <laughs> I think my phone number was around my head. It's hard work. 01902 321 Have a little chat with the guys. Put yourself in some fantastic shows. Brilliant stuff. Get yourself a brochure. Nip in. Come and see them. They're very friendly, as you can tell. And uh, you can have a lovely time down here at the arena. Lovely to see you now. I'm coming back to see a show sometime Brilliant. soon. Okay. Good Great stuff. stuff. With me, two of the stars of Dick Whittington, at Richard Garrick, from the 29th of November through to the 5th of January. He's very good. This, this is amazing already. So yeah, we've added a whole extra week. We've added extra shows in our extra week, and we've also, for the first time 
ever since I've been here. I don't know whether it's ever, but first time since I've been here, we've got two, three show days on a Sunday. They are working us to the bone. Are they paying you anymore? We're not happy about it. No, no, no. I mean, I'm not going to know whether I'm coming or going that day. You know, when we do one in the morning and then finish in the evening with one also in between in the afternoon, I'm not going to know what I've said or done in what show. My advice is book the third show on those Sundays because it will be an experience. You won't know what's going on. It will be fun. So, Ben Thornton. Sam Rayburn, yes. good to have you back here you. in Lichfield, isn't it? Because I mean, this, this is like multiple years. It's You've never had a booking that's gone on so long before, have you? Only my repeat bookings with Greg's for Sausage Roll. They keep booking <laughs> me to go back in. I mean, no, this is our third year, to get, third year here, third year together as well. Three is the magic number, so this is going to be a very special year, I think. And we've got a really good show in store for our third special year. All bad luck comes in threes. Could be that. One yeah. or the other. Mm. Keep yeah. your fingers crossed our for Our 13th <laughs> year in 10 years' time is going to be very bad. <laughs> <laughs> but... Dick Whittington. Yes. And uh, it's a panto that isn't as regularly seen, which I think is nice, quite nice in itself, isn't it? It's not the most popular. Um, well, it will be this year. Here, here it is actually. In it, Lichfield, it's, it's be the already most the most popular yeah. because it's already selling, like, it's, it's breaking, breaking records. Breaking yeah. records before mm. we've even started. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I, I believe Dick Whittington is probably not as popular because Disney, the big D, has never done um, it as a cartoon or a live action film. Mm-hmm. But I think, uh, I say this a lot, but uh, if people ask me what my favourite pantomime is, I always say it's Dick Whittington. I think there's something magical about it. I think because it starts off in, in London and we travel, we go on the we go we go sailing. We go, we go to boat, foreign yeah. shores. Yeah. So we get lots start of different London, things. We do. Which is far from Lichfield, so <laughs> that's even a You journey. know about London, but, don't you? But, but I do. Now. Yeah. Mm. Like same capital letter, which is good, isn't it? That's yeah. true. And mm. they've both got cathedrals. Cathedrals, thank yeah. you. Anything else? We often finish each other's sentences. Yeah. You wait till it's you in court and you want to try to get out of Don't go there. But, um, it's, it's ob- sorry. Uh, so, so um, t- tell us about your characters this year then. Uh, well, I'm playing Dolly the Cook, so um, I work for Alderman Fitzwarren and I run a sweet shop. And I'm playing Billy, Silly Billy, who is my classic character of funny, silly, uh, be having a laugh with this one a lot. Hopefully. And um, I'm your... If you want to say it, you're going to have to stick to it now. Okay. Do you want to be? Do you want to do it? I thought I was her son. Right. Well, let's or, hope you are. So now I've said it on camera. We may have to stick oh, with it, but no, no, one's, no one's really sure. But this it's going to be fantastic. Like an whether. episode of Jeremy Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> it's the fact you're both the same age as well. That's the worrying part. But there we go. I don't no, know if that's an insult. I don't know if that's me. an insult to me or not. I'm going your way, Jason. Yeah, I know the hair can no. disappear. In fact, 12 months ago there was more of it, wasn't there? <laughs> there was. You need one of these lovely wigs because that's oh, wigs. Oh, sorry, sorry. Dare you? You naturally grow nylon hair. I always say it's not a bald spot. It's a solar panel for a joke machine. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And looking at your face, there's not been much sun. I don't think. So. <laughs> that's the way it's going to be. So, uh, what else do I need to know? Come on. Uh, well, we've got a lot lined up this 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 year. We've got a really um, a really really good songs, haven't we? We've got songs. some great, <laughs> very good songs. We've got some very good edit some very this, good music. I tell you what, we have we, we don't edit here from CBBS. Yes, uh, my favourite CBBS. We've got Katrina from Nina and the New Runs, which I couldn't say earlier, but Nina no, you've been practicing that. Uh, no, Katrina and Nina just didn't trip off my tongue earlier for some reason. <laughs> but she's uh, great. She seems you know she's going to be great. She's yes. a right laugh. Um, all the way from Scotland to being here. Well, so go. we've got a Scottish fairy, yeah. we've yeah. got a Welsh alderman, mm-hmm. uh, we've got um, an Essex boy, an Essex boy, <laughs> a Bristolian lush 
who's going to be our lovely pussycat. Yeah. Uh, we're going all over the place. Yeah. I, I'm, at the moment. And we've got some local people from Leicester, someone Leicester. from Leicester just up the road. Um, so musical directors from Derby, so there's a few people still commuting from the area. And this year, not only am I from Sutton Coalfield, we've got um, one of our ensemble dancers is from Sutton Coalfield, and our DSM, who is, uh, this is this is really press-worthy. Deputy stage yes, manager. Yes, I was about to say, yeah. DSM not is everyone, the stage stuff. Not everyone no. does a briefs. Hmm. <laughs> she is the only doctor of stage management she did a phd in it so we got somebody in the we have to call a doctor cattell she sits in the corner and she, yeah. she insists that we call a doctor because she's that important uh-huh. she's the only one in the world <laughs> so we've got we've gone all over the country this year uh, we've got such a strong and lovely cast we've met them all today and i have to say it's just such a nice feeling in this room when you get such a nice group of people together. Yeah. Uh, we've got a guy called Simon Barnum who's choreographing the show this year, so he's a brand new choreographer. And I think he's going to bring something really nice and fresh to the show. And do you want to talk about our favourites? Because we're getting quite well known for doing slosh. You've yeah. done this slosh now, routine. Now you, you've done some amazing slosh in the past. <laughs> I didn't ask for that, but thank but you. But you have. You have. It's you. brilliant. So you were going to ask us, weren't you? <laughs> I, well, I, was, I was kind of scared about asking in case there wasn't going to be slosh. Yeah. Well, do you know what? There are some pantos where there aren't a slosh, and I feel like now with this Litchfield audience, they, they come to expect it of us, so we have to sort of make it better. And obviously the first year me and Sam were here, we did the bathroom scene, which we're, we still get talked about after yeah. the show yeah. and when we get to, you know in the street and stuff people still talk about the bathroom scene it was amazing loads of water um how many gallons uh 2000 gallons 2000 uh, gallons of ev- every night water and it was absolutely freezing sometimes they put ice in it just to <laughs> just to really muck me around at least keep you awake and then last year obviously we tried to top that and did another routine with, with much more foam and um, but this year i mean it's nerve-wracking saying it but i've done this slosh routine before he and has. i've not, watched him do it i'm not giving anything away but i think we could top the bathroom it's it's it, it brings some danger involved Ooh. as well and I think it will be a it will be a, I, I, a I've seen stealer. him do it so I've seen I saw the bathroom and then I did the bathroom uh, in Yeovil then here so Ben's also uh, Ben's done the, the this slosh routine and he's going to do it here I saw him do it in Shrewsbury and I have to say I was barely laughing for a good five minutes after the scene had finished I think it's, <laughs> and it's she's really she he's yeah, really boring so, you're you know. definitely in your mother's <laughs> mindset now that, that's, that's the way uh, the only other question is noodle box yeah. Whenever you're around, there's normally a noodle box involved in some. There's, there's something this year, but it's not a noodle box. Okay. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm Dolly the cook. Yeah. I've got a sweet shop. I'll give you that much. Okay. Okay. That's it. Mm, answers on a postcard. Th- there's potential, isn't there? There's, there's potential. amazing potential there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be a fantastic show. It is Dick Whittington is here at the Litchfield Garrick from the 29th of November through to the 5th of January. Oh one five four three four one two one two one is the box office number, or you can book online at litchfieldgarrick.com. What's our Twitter handle? Uh, that's up to you. You've got to do that. You're it's just... uh, at the underscore Garrick. There we go. There you, go. you had your use after all. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant seeing you two again. Looking Thanks, forward to the I'm panto. We, oh, good. We can do it. Sh- <laughs> He's got sanitizer. We do it. There you go. Never oh, be, look. And I'm never going to be the same again after that. That's a lot for this week. Thank you so much for joining us back with episode 482 next week. I'll see you then. Ta-ra for now. Goodbye from the mill bar. Goodbye from the mill bar Goodbye from the mill bar Goodbye from the mill bar yeah. Goodbye from the mill bar yeah.